about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is on. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth That's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy, I know But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll Welcome to episode 23 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast My name is Jeff Boone, I'm an A3, blue belt, one stripe This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, no stripes Well Phil, we had a week off I should say I had a week off. How was it? It was awesome. Did you do any jujitsu? I didn't. It's the craziest thing ever. Seven days. When's the last time you went seven days without doing anything? Um, whenever my knee... Well, I went to class, but whenever I had the PRP shot in my knee, I did seven days, but I did go to class just to take notes. Okay. So that was back in June of 2017. So this was the first time you've done no jujitsu anything for an entire week. Well, granted, you know my boys wanted to see some some of the work that I've put oh, in. Oh, okay. you know, okay. and we, just for the the audience, I went to uh, Colorado with some, uh, you know, some old old friends, people that I grew up with through kindergarten through high school, uh, and we went out to Denver to uh, go snowboarding. So, you know, obviously they want to see what kind of work we're putting in. So I wouldn't say no jujitsu, yeah. but no jujitsu against competent partners. Was was anyone challenging? N- no. <laughs> no. They're all like little babies in my hands. That's funny. Um, but, uh, but anyway, that was a good time. Uh, you know, thanks for hanging in there to our, to our warriors out there because, you know, we know that you look forward to this podcast each and every week. And That was... You broke a 22-week streak. 22 weeks. You're right. You're right. We've done one every week for 22 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can start another streak. That's what we're doing. Sounds good. Right now. Right now. And, um, Phil, you're preparing for your first tournament as a blue belt. Yes. Not only your first tournament as a blue belt, but your first submission-only tournament. That's right. So Tell us a little bit about it. means I die if I lose. So a little bit of pressure. That's true. A little bit of pressure. Um, Yeah, it's exciting. Um, Definitely something different. Uh, I don't know. I'm not as like worked up about this one as I have been about the last ones for some reason. Um, I don't know. Like it could be. It's so funny to me that it could be anywhere from someone who is as, in my opinion, incompetent as me, all the way up to somebody like Austin. You know, who's been grappling for four or five years or longer. I don't, oh, even, I don't even know, but like he's a blue belt also. So there's such a wide range. Uh, so, you know, all that's obviously out of my control. Um, just going to try to go out and uh, pull guard and see what happens. You want my theory on why, why you're not as worked up as why? always? Cause I've thought about this mm-hmm. and, and, and I've thought that exact same thing. And my theory is whenever you were first doing competitions, you didn't know what to expect. And okay. so you were worked up. Mm-hmm. For sure. My, the next phase of your competition was at the end of your uh, uh, white belt, which meant you knew, you knew what you were doing as a white belt. I mean, you you felt confident, but you didn't want to um, disappoint. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think I think that, that you had an expect. Whereas at the beginning, you didn't have an expectation of a finish of a of, winning a tournament i don't think no did yeah, you yeah no i knew i go in i knew going in it was going to be just be learning and experience yeah and and then having that expectation then kind of changed changed kind of where your mind i put was. the pressure on myself yes yeah yeah exactly which which is a good lesson for everybody i think you know is that we tend to put more pressure on ourselves than anyone else does and and i'll say it again nobody cares where you finish right yeah Nobody. By the way, folks, we're gonna uh, we're going to. I don't know if I'm gonna do a live. I'm not gonna do a live video. I don't like the live videos for Facebook, but I'll do a video. I'll video you 
in your yeah, competitions. Yeah, I still want to watch it so I can be frustrated with what I've done. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll uh, post that on the BJJ Campaign Podcast website and uh, make fun of you for that's, the next episode. Sounds so, like a perfect plan. Fun. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, I think you're right, though, because, I mean, the, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself now. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I mean, if I go out and get smoked or if I go out and do really well, I I could see either happening. It's just sure. such a big range at this point. But I'm. I was talking with Landon about it a little bit because uh-huh. uh, he was he was he's been thinking a lot about it because he hasn't competed in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Since good fight, um, I think it was submission only good fight last year is the last time he competed. You think so? I th- I believe so. But I was telling him, I was like, it's funny how the competitions work. Like, I want to do it, and then I look forward to it, and I get really excited. And then the day it happens, I'm like, I don't know if I need to do this. You know, a stupid idea. What was I thinking? And then I do it, and I'm every time I've done it, I've been very happy I went through with it afterwards. So, win or lose. So it's it's a funny process how that all, your brain works when you're going through it. It's funny. Yeah, it is funny. And, and, and you know, that's another, another competition lesson is that, no matter what you do to prepare, and you've prepared very well for this, um, no matter what you do to prepare, you're always going to have those nerves. And, and just know that when you're out there, the other person's got those same nerves. It's just how you control it. And, you know, I can see it, and that is whenever you get a hand in the collar, you immediately relax, unlike... <laughs> <laughs> unlike times in the past you know as soon as as soon as you're in the match and, and you've either pulled guard or or whatever you've done um and you got the hand and collar you relax and that that's kind of the way it is uh you know it's a different it's a different level it's a different um it's a different pace uh but it is fun it's mm-hmm. fun so so good luck on that um we'll be with you there obviously and uh so Today on today's episode, we're gonna we're taking from an article I posted. I think about a week ago, three or four days ago, maybe. Yeah. On on the on the um, Facebook site is the Jiu Jitsu Times article. Um, piece fifty pieces of advice from grapplers to their white belt selves. The article's by Kimberly Kay. She's a blue belt under uh, Pino Cruz. Uh, she's also which. I found interesting. She's also a student of integrative medicine and nutrition. So, uh, Kimberly Kay, if you're out there, holler at your boys. We'd like to have you on. Um, I think that'd be a really interesting podcast with uh, with her studying nutrition and obviously being interested in in uh, the improvement aspect of jujitsu. Um, so, Phil, what struck you about this article? That's how much. Most every single one of these is just super relatable. Um, you just kind of go down the the list, and it only takes you a minute to read it, but you kind of just smile at every single one because you've been there at some point or another for every one of these. It's advice that you everyone has gotten yeah. within the first year of their campaign, right? I mean, and I was a white belt like four days ago. <coughs> it's not right. like I. You know, it's been very long since that situation, but and I still think most of it applies to me now, obviously. But uh, same here. No, I I like it quite a bit. I thought it was a good read. Yeah. So so everyone, we're going to kind of rehash the article. We're not going to talk about all fifty things, obviously, but but um, but we do want to hit on the important things or the things that we've noted that we felt was important. So, well, getting right into it, I'll just start with. Uh, I'm going to skip down to number three because it kind of ties into number one, but. Um, and it says this was the most common, but to breathe. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I think I've told the story before, but this was this was really um, the change in my white belt spaz, big, stupid jujitsu person to um, not as stupid and not as spazzy. And that was... Uh, you know, because I'd said it before, but I had two minutes of fury in me yeah. in my roles. You know, and that was it. Yeah. That was it. It's a terrible way to roll, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. And um, I'll never forget, I was I was rolling with John that day, and he was probably shaking his head before he rolled with me, going, oh, God, this big guy's, you know, just trying to protect themselves from not, you know, me not landing on him or doing something stupid. Um, but... 
but whenever I was down there, it was probably a minute in, I was just, you know, freaking out. I didn't know what to do in any position. I was probably three or four months in to my campaign. And, um, and he, he was on top in, in my guard and he just, he patted me on the chest real gently. And he, and he goes, he goes, Jeff, just, just breathe, just breathe. And I don't know what it was. I, I don't know what it was about that, but it changed. It, it was one of those uh, changing moments in, in my jujitsu campaign and that, and that I was like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And he wasn't saying just to breathe. He was, he was w w with one word of breathe. It was calm down, get your shit together, stop fucking around, you know, get serious. And whether he meant that or not, I think he probably did, but it changed, it changed my whole outlook on, on jujitsu and, and, and really helped. Um, so that, that was a really, really important one for me. Yeah. Maybe more in the kind of relax and think more than, uh, the other ones you were saying. Not that you didn't need to do that anyway, but, uh, I've seen it and I saw something the other day that yesterday I think it was along the same lines where you're kind of like holding your breath um, to help you pull harder or squeeze harder or whatever on whatever you're trying to accomplish and and then you're wearing yourself out versus using the mechanical advantage and breathing at the same time. You know, the other person should be the one struggling, not you. Um, so yeah, I think Let's that Let's go back to the submission is a gift. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that tells it off. If you, if you find yourself holding your breath to squeeze harder, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. And then trying to throw the people off and it works sometimes, you know. It may work against somebody smaller or newer, but then what happens when the person is bigger, you know? This kind of goes back to uh, I've rolled with bigger people and they, they've been like, ah, oh, you know, if I'm mounted on them or whatever, they're like, I'm going to try not to use strength. And I'm like, okay. It doesn't matter to me because if I got to figure out how to deal with it, number one, because it's always going to be an issue. I have to figure it out, you know, but you know, for your sake, it may work with me, but it's not going to work with a guy who's bigger than you. So if you throw me off right now, yeah, you threw me off, but does that actually help you? Because if you think about kind of going back to why you're training, like, are you just training to be able to push the smaller guy off you in class? Or are you training, because like, a guy my size isn't going to be the one probably tackling you in a realistic situation yeah. and mounting you, you know? Like, if that's, if you're more interested in, kind of goes back to the winning versus training idea, and it's hard, you know, but... That is one of the hardest things as a bigger person to do is to to rely more on technique than strength. And and again, some of those guidelines that we've set forth before is that that you know, if you're rolling something some with someone that you can physically dominate, make sure that you put yourself in a non dominant position, uh, where you don't use your strength or your physical attributes to get out of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that stuff helps me. Like, it's it's frustrating when it happens because there's times where I'm just like, ah, I just kind of threw me off. It sucks, but it's not going anywhere, you know? Yeah. And like, you're getting better at your arm bars. If they start throwing you off, you're going to try to hit your arm bars faster, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I got to figure out how to deal with it one way or another. So, um, but yeah, going back to the breathing thing and submission being a gift and all that, yeah, you shouldn't be... If you're going for the submission and you have the better position, you shouldn't be holding your breath to crank on the arm harder or squeeze tighter for a choke. I mean, then it comes down to who can hold their breath better versus you have the better position, should have the mechanical advantage if you're in the arm bar position or whatever, if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. And there's a couple, I mean, I'll just tie it in with number one, just relax. Number four, stop spazzing. They all kind of fit into the same idea. All in the same thing, yeah. Uh, all good advice, but... You know, the spazzing is hard because it's kind of, I was never, I guess, claustrophobic. You know, the people mounting me, for whatever reason, never 
really a panic situation. I guess because I just understood the tapping. I was, you know, if I need to get out, I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never like a panic situation. But I get it. Um, For sure. And it sucks when you can't do anything, you know, or it feels like you can't do anything. Um, so the spazzing, I get why it's natural. And, and it kind of ties back in. I, I feel like a lot of it ties back in more than panic. I feel like it's the the winning aspect is harder at first where it's kind of like the uh, I guess tying it into that flow rolling we talked about last time where you start off going 30% and then all of a sudden you just don't like where this is going and it just slowly turning up the dial versus letting it go and keep moving kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah Mark and I had a great flow roll last night at yeah. Nogi I don't know why I said that but it was really fun I just good. enjoy it. Yeah. They are. Like, especially when you're trying to, I mean, especially when you're trying to get on some, figure out something new, you know? Because it's, like, with the, it was funny with the X-Card stuff, Monday, I think it was, I can't remember, but, you know, they, like, pick a position to start in lower rank, and I walk out, and I was like, Hold on, no. hold on. <laughs> so, just for the audience's sake, um, I've been trying to get Phil into leg locks for the last year. And he's had zero interest. I mean, I bought the Enter the System, John Danaher leg lock system, and we started watching it together. He had no interest, like, five minutes into it. He was on his phone, checking Facebook, texting, everything else. You know, kind of broke my heart. I'm just going to be honest with you, Phil. Broke my heart. Well, I'm still really not interested in leg locks at all. But you're interested in the entries, the, the, the X guard, the single leg X, the sweeping aspects of that, which is the best part of the leg locks. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I've noticed um, people that used to just kind of let me start in the, like, in my closed guard are no longer doing that. It's kind of annoying. But I get it. It's because you're dangerous. And they're just immediately passing my guard. And I don't like it. Right. So I'm trying to figure out the next open guard. You know, something to do to not immediately be underneath somebody else. Yeah. So uh, we did the X guard a week ago, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Uh, And I could see how it's very useful for sweeping. And whatever. yes, and uh, I remember the first time seeing that when Luke did it to me, uh, brown belt at our school, and I uh, I was like, "What are you doing? I can't move." You know, it was weird, and uh, I was like, "That's cool." But uh, yeah, so we did that. I'm interested in it, but the entries are a little confusing. So a flow roll would be a nice way, because I mean, as soon as somebody wa- wants to stop me from getting into it, it's not going to take much. So, flow roll is a great way to kind of work that out. Absolutely, fluid, fluid drilling. You know, whatever. Absolutely. But all and from it. many different positions, because you can hit that. You can hit that single leg X whenever you're getting out of mount. You can hit that single leg X from uh, whenever you're uh, in your opponent's half guard. You know, there's a there's there's so many positions you can hit that from. Yeah. Well, it was also mind blowing to me. I don't know. Probably other people don't know it. When John was showing me and answering some of my questions, and I kept hearing the single leg X, and I remember when you first bought the DVD, you wanted to drill kind of back and forth on each leg, the what they were calling the Ashigarami position. I never, you know, realized until Monday this week that when I saw John get in it, and I it finally clicked, and I said, "What's the difference between single leg X and Ashigarami?" And he said, "It's just." Everything comes up with a new name all the time, kind of thing. So it's the same position for those who didn't know, like me, until Monday. Yeah. Um, I've heard of all of them, but mm-hmm. you know, until you kind of yeah, and you were always like, yeah, yeah, I should probably yeah, yeah, those it. are real cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I get it. You know, yeah, downplayed it a little bit, but yeah, that made me. That was a facepalm kind of. It's another one of those where mind blowing. You know, all of a sudden you realize something that you thought you knew or seemed obvious and. You know, they should uh, 
figure out the names. It would make things a little Jiu-jitsu easier. Jiu-jitsu is really horrible they about that. They should figure those out for people. Terrible about names. they got to name everything. So, but anyway, thought that was cool. And maybe somebody learned something because I had no idea until this week. Um, but yeah, it all ties into the stop spazzing stuff because like if somebody's, again, trying to shut that down, obviously they're going to. And it kind of goes back to the going 100% every single rule isn't necessarily the best idea. But um, start doing yoga now so you don't have to be the 50-year-old dude in the beginner yoga class. Yeah, yoga's good, man. Yoga's good. I... I've slacked off on my yoga. I used to do yoga about once a week. I do about once a month now. And usually whenever I'm traveling, because it's easier whenever you're traveling to to go to, um, there's yoga studios everywhere. I prefer hot yoga. Um, it really helped a lot with my hip mobility and opening up my hips and also my back along with the adjustments that Dr. Blake gives us. Um, but yeah, I mean, flexibility, mobility, you know, it's funny because the limitations are not on being able to, now for me, are not on conceptually being able to, to know the move. The limitations, uh, or not necessarily limitations, but my, my capability of incorporating them into roles and smoothly doing a technique is directly related to mobility. And realizing that the, that mobility, you know, as as you do this more and more, your mobility gets better and better. Yeah. And so yoga is a great practice and also ties back into number three of breathe because what yoga does is it teaches you to be aware of your breathing and how to breathe. So it's another way to really um, to really help your jiu-jitsu in that way. I've never done yoga, but I... Can appreciate the stretching aspect after class has made a huge difference so yeah i'll do it eventually um well, tap curly. i don't do yoga after class that stretching those are all yoga poses uh, you know the 90 90 that's called the pigeon i mean those are that's oh. what we're doing okay yeah I've done yoga yeah there you go how about that mm-hmm. um switch to a better gym that's kind of not relevant to me uh, tap early. But not too early. Okay. Do you want to go a little deeper? Then you'd be tapping late. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, enjoy learning the basics rather than trying to beat people. Kind of just what we were just talking about. Uh, lift more weights. Yeah. Yeah. Body weight stuff still. Yeah, I mean, okay. You know, people... <sighs> I mean, not everybody can be jacked like us, Phil. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the audience, that's a joke. Uh, but, but, uh, but, yeah, no. I mean, do body weight stuff, right? I mean, that's, I that's what I do. You know, there's a lot of people out there who lift a lot more than we do. Um, they find it beneficial. You know, I I don't find that that. Uh, that strength is inhibiting me from anything in my game. Okay. Right? You know, yeah. so so I, I maintain, I do push-ups, pull-ups, some kettlebell stuff, um, planks, stuff like that. But Yeah, jiu-jitsu is way more fun. Yep. And I feel like if I get better at it faster, it's going to have more of an impact than being a little bit stronger. I keep saying I should lift weights and I never do it. So I'm probably never going to do it. Yeah, you've said that for the last six months. Whatever. Jiu-jitsu's more fun. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, it's okay to fail. No, it's not. Okay. Elaborate. It is okay. To, that, that was that was a joke. No, a bad one. But uh, <laughs> but it is okay to fail. Um, it's more than okay. It's going to happen. It's guaranteed to happen. Yeah, and, and another pivotal moment, and I've discussed it before, it, that really changed my entire outlook on jujitsu um, was with Lee. Whenever I was running with Lee, now black belt um, under Steve Hall, and uh, and and it, and I I had a level of frustration because Lee's really, by the way, really good at jujitsu. Yeah, and been training for nine, ten years now, mm-hmm. and um, and 
when I, he could see the frustration whenever we were going, uh, you know, because he, he was preparing for a tournament. You know, he was doing the things he needed to do, passing my guard immediately with very little resistance yeah. and submitting me multiple times. And, and again, he was training. I, we, this was competition training. And uh, so we knew we were ramping it up a little and, and not that he ramped it, has to ramp it up at all really with me, but, but he saw that level of frustration and, and he said to me, and I'm paraphrasing, he said to me, Jeff, he goes, he goes, you know, whenever you train nine years, you're going to be able to do this exact same thing to people who've trained a year and a half, which is at the point or a year, which is at the point that I was. And, um, and it sunk in and he said, he said, and would you really want to train if someone that had only been doing it a year, a year and a half could actually be effective against someone who's been training nine or 10 years? And it changed my whole outlook on, on training. And that's whenever I released and said, all right, it's cool because I, I was protective of, I would go with the game that I felt was my best game all the time yeah. with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's not an effective way to train, you know? So you have to fail. You have to put yourself in bad positions with good people. You know, no, if they're really good, you're, you don't really have a choice of being in the bad yeah. positions, you know? And you have to put yourself in bad positions with even, you know, people who've not been doing it that long, you know, I, the great example is Talese. Put yourself in a bad position with him, man. You you're gonna have to work to get out of it because yeah, he's getting good fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah I know. I, we'll forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I mean. You know, so so you have to do that in order to get better. So don't be afraid to fail. So I took that totally different and went back to more. That struck me in the same um, way that Jeremy was talking about, where don't mm-hmm. be emotionally attached to the outcome because that's what happens to me when I try to sweep people is I don't want to give up what I have and open it up and get better, you know. Same thing I've been talking about forever, but that's that's how I took that is you have to do the move horribly, fail at it to figure out, you know, what you're doing wrong. Yeah. No, I agree. Agree. So that's how I took that one. Uh, the next two kind of... The next three kind of all fall into the same category. Don't take it personal. Don't overthink it. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. All those kind of go into the same category in my head. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Stop waiting to be good at jiu-jitsu to get serious about (coughs) jiu-jitsu. I don't know. I was serious immediately when I was extremely terrible. But go ahead. No, I mean, I I was too. But I think it goes to... I, I think... Two, they're trying to say, um, you know, the, the 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 words just show up to train and you're going to get better. Yeah, okay. It's true, yeah. right? It's true. Yeah. yeah. But if you show up to train with a purpose, i.e. being serious about training, okay, you're going to get better faster. Yeah, yeah. If you just kind of show up and talk through drilling and don't, you know, you drill it three times and then you think you're okay and then... Yeah, I follow. I didn't yeah, no, drill it ten times. You know, that's you know that's that's been our yeah. I have to say that's been our philosophy for a very long time. I mean, it, you know, yeah. and John, you know, pressed upon us early with that too. Uh, that that that's important to take your training serious, and and it is, it is, and you're going to find if you do take your training more serious. I'm not saying. Listen, we laugh and have fun. Oh, all the yeah. time in jiu-jitsu. I'm not saying that you're you're there with stone fate, yeah, like, oh, no, I'm doing yeah. jiu-jitsu today, yeah. you know, or that, that, was, that was kind of a Jocko voice. But he has fun doing jiu-jitsu too, right? Yeah, Whenever no, we were there, he was having he a blast. He was telling jokes the entire time. Yeah. So, no, I mean, we laugh, obviously, and I mean, Joey's been making the same joke to me because I've been working with him a lot in the advanced class. I mean, every single time yeah, I do the move first time and I'm like... Well, that's a start, you know, like that's terrible. We'll figure it out. And he's like, oh, you did it for the first time and you don't have it perfect yet? You know, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, and just making that same joke where obviously it's not going to be good, but, you know, I like working with Joey because he does a bunch of reps. Yeah. Same reason I like working with you. Like, yeah. it's 
I'm. This is gonna take a while. I'm gonna, you know, need to do this a bunch Listen, of times. Listen, we're not, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not the brightest bulb, you know. So, so yeah, you know, other people might be having more natural predilection towards that movement, but we don't. So we got to do that. So yeah, that's a good approach. Um, next one. The only belt that matters is black belt. Don't worry about the next belt. I, I highlighted this one because I like it and I don't like it. Right? And here's why. Is because, yeah, is that a goal with the black belt? It was on my refrigerator for a long time. You remember? You take it off? It's not been there for a long time now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not been there for a long time. Because what is important now and is on there is get better at jujitsu. Okay. Right? Because, um, you know, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not concerned at all about what's holding my gi together, the belt. I'm not concerned about... I'm concerned about getting better at jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, do, do I want to be... Am I going to be? Yeah. I, eventually, one day, if I don't die or, uh, you know, have a catastrophic injury, yes, I'm going to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. But... That's not the important thing. None of the belts or the steps are the important thing. The important thing is just doing it for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for as long as we can. So, so I, you know, it's good advice, but but I, it's just not advice that kind of fits me completely. I, but I think that's the right idea. I mean, I, how many people get their black belt and they're like, all right, I'm done? Nobody. You know? <laughs> so, Nobody. So maybe that's how they mean it. Yeah, substitute blue for black, and yes, you've got something there. But, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, oh, I've been doing this for 10 years. i got my black belt. All done. Later. Yeah. So. Know everything there is to know. <laughs> uh, start 10 years earlier, of course. Um, body weight pressure is key. Yeah. Um, don't try to tough out neck cramp. I don't know anybody who would do that. Um, no. Wrap that ankle. Uh, position over submission. I like this one. This was in the um, Zen Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, gri- and to expand on that, grips, position, submission. Kind of the, the hierarchy of how how you... Or a basic outline for everything whenever you're rolling in, in, in Jiu-Jitsu. So, I, you know, I, I, like, I like having that simple concept in my mind because sometimes you forget it. Yeah. You know, so grips, position, submission. I'm actually interested in this one. Learn to do the technique on both sides from the beginning rather than just your strong side. Yeah, that's not something I'm good at. Not even something I think about. No. That's why I highlighted it. Okay. Because we probably need to start thinking about that. Why? Because two things. So first is everyone passes to the left, right? Mm-hmm. Except the good guys pass to the left and then pass to the right. Yeah. Right? Everyone, you know, does a, 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 a foot lock on your left foot. Yes. Definitely true. Right? Yeah. So if you can do it on the right, there's probably going to be a t- it's going to be tougher to defend. Listen, I know from from my own personal um, experiences that I have a harder time defending stuff that's not done on because John will do it all the time. He'll do it on the opposite side and be like, oh, "Shit, I don't I don't know how to defend the arm bar if it's on my right arm. What do, what do I do? <laughs> or my left arm? It's left arm. Is it left arm? I feel like we do arm bars both sides. Yeah, we do. That's a bad example. Yeah, uh, but. At any rate, the footlock definitely is the footlock is, is, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's one I was noticing when I was talking. I was like, man, people keep grabbing my left foot, but probably put together the, uh, right arm, left foot thing as we were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is something that I guess we're just going to have to start doing, Phil. Yeah. You don't seem that enthused about it. I see passing. I see the appeal to that, but 
I don't see the appeal for me starting the like cross choke with my other hand. I do the triangle on both sides. I arm bar whatever arm is in front of me. I, I guess I'm missing where... Probably helps with everything. The same as every, you know what I mean though. Like if I see, I only do the Kimura to the left arm really from guard. You know what I mean? It's because you only pass that way. Because you're on that side when you pass. If you pass the other way, then my other arm would be up. Hmm. It would, it would require me turning my back for the other case to be. Yeah. To be up. But at the same time, I think what would help though is just like with general movement stuff and and whatnot, being able to go. For example, your basic stand-up self-defense stuff that we learned, you know, your first class, and you review every time. I've done that collar grab pull, if not every fundamentals, in 99% of them in the review period where somebody grabs you and yanks you forward. Yeah. And I know that step through hit the arm up back step keep your head in marshall injured his right arm so he's pulling with his left hmm. i've done the thing every single class you for a year and a half lost. and i was like time out let me think about this i can do it it's just gonna take a minute you know so i could see that especially when you're first starting um but then at the same time I've told people who worry about that, you know, do you want to suck at both sides or just kind of suck at one side? Because I kind of suck at one side and really suck at the other side. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That's a, It's an interesting thing, um, for sure, that I have not even considered. I think that we should start doing that more stand-up self-defense stuff because we're far enough along in that. I think that that's, yeah. that's probably something that oh, we should well, be and doing. What I told them, too, is a lot of those... I see why you would assume they're going to grab with the right hand, but most people right-handed, I feel like they want to punch you with the right hand. So they're going to grab with the left. Grab with the left. So they punch. can punch yeah. with the right. In yeah. my head. Yeah. You know? But I could see either situation coming. If yeah. it is just like, you know, I don't know. Because yeah. if it is just like an intimidation thing, which is what they, what makes a lot of sense, somebody just wants to pull you in face-to-face, -face, you know, they're going to grab with a strong hand. Sure. If they actually want to hit you, I feel like that's more of a punch defense. I don't know. Yep. Um, do not enter the closed guard. <coughs> Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Enter mine, because it's fun for me. Um, drill till you hate it, then drill some more. Yeah. Thought you're going to hate it. Uh, breathe through your nose, same one. Mouth guards are cheaper than dental work. I go back and forth on it. I hate wearing it sometimes. I wear it other times. I don't know. I never wear I kind of, if I, if I look around and I see who's rolling and I am not worried about accidents are always going to happen, whatever. But if I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried about any of these guys, I don't wear it. Don't suck. It's great advice. Yeah. Uh, Can't take for, that yet. Aim for 1% better every day. Yeah. I think that's important, you know, because we, boy, so tough. And, and I love the episode that we did for, for the New Year episode of kind of reviewing, you know, everything that we, how much we accomplished over the year. Yeah. Um, because it does give you perspective. And, and I kind of put that in the bank for reflection. Like whenever, whenever I'm like, man, it doesn't feel like I'm getting any better. It feels like I'm hitting a plateau. As we know, there are no plateaus. True. I was thinking about this kind of right before the X-Guard thing too, mm -hmm. where I'm like, not necessarily feel like I'm high towing or, I mean, I feel like I suck most of the time because, like I said, people aren't getting in the guard. They're just passing. Right. I'm back to, like, where I was a year ago where I was just inside control all the time mm -hmm. because people would just pass my closed guard immediately. Now they're just not even going in and, and they're passing. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, kind of one of those things where, and I've said before, but the more, the more I learn about it, the more I feel like I don't know anything, you know? It kind of goes back to sure. you forget how much you have learned because of how much you realize you don't know yeah. or you can't figure out, you know, so. Yeah, no, I agree. 1% better every day, though. I feel like I should already be at 100%. Thoughts. Yeah, but it goes to a million percent. Oh, is where is that it goes what it is? To. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Damn. Sorry. I thought I had that figured out. Yep. Uh, 33, don't suck. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. That's on here a bunch of times. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, performance anxiety is just excitement in a Halloween costume. So, oh, I like that. Simplify your journey. There are no mistakes, just growth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quit grabbing onto your hair to defend. I'm assuming that means arm bars. I, I have no idea what that means. I don't have hair, so. Don't go so hard. Same one. Um, fuck it. Try a leg lock. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm in on that one. Okay. Uh, do more mobility and stretching work, dumbass. That's kind of the same one. Stick to the basics. Kind of talk about it. You don't know shit. We just talked about it. You can't compete more than you train. Competition is a fraction of what BJJ is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who competes more than they train. I think um, maybe along the lines of don't spaz. If you're always trying to Oh, win. you're say, they're saying don't yeah. compete in cl- in class. class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. You can't like so... roll too hard for the, you know, you can't no. go drill for 30 minutes and then roll hard for an hour. You're not going to get better. No. So, yeah. The competition part is a fraction. Yeah, I agree. Um, get some more cardio. Then get some more cards on. Uh, check your eagle at the door for sure. Be kind to your joints and your spine. See Dr. Blake. Yep. Um, show more gratitude toward training partners and professors. Super important. Right? I mean, uh, you know, and and I, I told Mark last night whenever, you know, because he, he was nursing a sore elbow and he was like, hey, do you mind if we just flow roll? I'm like, no, I, I love that. And... and uh, and two, you know, it's kind of, cause whenever you're rolling, you know, Mark and I got our blue belts at the exact same time and, you know, we're really close, uh, in skill level and it can become a lockdown situation. Yeah. So therefore I almost prefer that against the guys that, that, that were more closely related in, in, um, in level two. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's just important to express that appreciation, a, so that they're open to you know saying, hey, this is this is hurting, let's flow roll and not do that, and b, man, there's no way that we could do this without our training partners, and certainly no way that we could we could do this without the guidance and expertise of of John. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, in in expressing appreciation comes in several different ways you know uh cleaning the mats afterwards that's expressing appreciation whether you know it or not it's expressing appreciation to your professor because mm-hmm. uh, it's showing them that hey i'm in this here to help you or, or stuff like we did last night you know taking out all the trash putting new trash bags in the in a can around around there you know these are things that that show appreciation not just saying I appreciate it. That's important too, is to express it verbally, but more expressing in your actions than more nonverbal than verbal, I I think. Yeah. And um and you know and, and if you know if you use the tape at at your school, buy some tape, put it in the med kit. If you use the the ice packets or the, the, the stuff, buy some ice packets, put it in the med kit. These are ways to express appreciation. Yeah. Right. That's, that's how you do it. And it's a really, it's a really important part of jujitsu. And, and, um, and I feel like as we progress, it's going to be even more important. 100%. Need, need all those people. There's no, there's no jujitsu by yourself. No. It's terrible. Be terrible. I mean, uh, you can you know try to choke your knee out, but that's that's just it, yoga. It is yoga. You're it's right. Just yoga. You're right. You're right. Um, you have to lose to get better. It's kind of the same ones as the other ones. Sure. Yelling and stuff. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Same idea. Um, anyone you idolize in this game was once a white belt. Put the same work in they did. Great advice. Great advice. I mean, everyone was there, and and to to and to expand on that, to not only that, but just to always have that white belt mentality of learning, learning from everyone, uh, not just those that are better than you. So yeah, yeah, I like that one. 
And the last one on the list is Learn Portuguese. Hey, Pimsleur app, download it. We've said it. We told Frank Kiko last year that we were going to learn some Portuguese. I'm behind. Yeah, so am I. I don't know any. Boa. I always forget those. I always forget those, but yeah. Figure something out for sure. But no, I thought this list was good, man. Like, again, it takes you 30 seconds to read it, you know? And but if and you kind of just smile as you go down the list because you can remember or relate to most of them. A lot of them are about the same, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I enjoyed it. And it's funny to think down the list of all the times that it applies still. Yeah, yeah, and I tried to think, I tried to think of like more for that list. I just couldn't come up with anything. I mean, they they really did hit it uh, very uh, comprehensively. Um, uh, so, um, next on the list, so let's talk about James Klingerman. Yeah, James had uh, got a shout out in the BJJ Fanatics article for the top three. High percentage chokes in BJJ, and his Von Flu choke um, came in at number one. So I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. Especially because we got to... That's one I've, I have I kind of like anyway, because all my takedowns um, are invitations for you, a guillotine. Yes. Because I never know... Like, I can see the person's upper body, but I'm never sure where their legs are. So I like to look at those. Yeah. They could be anywhere. Yeah. So I'm could. always looking at the legs to figure out where they might be <laughs> as I go for my double leg. You've got a terrible shot, Phil. It's so bad. So I get guillotined <laughs> every time. So the stand-up self-defense uh, guillotine uh, defense, very practical for me. Yeah. And uh, the Von Flu's been something that I've been, unfortunately, having to work on since I started attempting to tackle people poorly. And uh, we did it at the immersion camp, and James was showing it, and it was the Nogi class. And I'll never forget that day because Jay, uh, Jeff didn't shave his head. So we were drilling the Von Flu. You're so whining when I don't shave, shave my head. And his, and I was, you know, wearing a rash guard, and because the guns are so big, the sleeves were very short. And Jeff's stubble was just, you know abusing the inside of my bicep. Got very sensitive skin. Very rash-like immediately. And then we went on to... Because we drill a lot. You know, after like 30 minutes, I was like, dude, you have got to shave your head. This is killing me. So, <laughs> so, so that was... Uh, never forget that for multiple reasons. I like the Von Fluchoke. He does it in a cool way. And, yeah. and Jeff uh, tried to rip all the skin off my arm with his head. But uh, yeah... That was really cool to see, though. Some uh, recognition for James. Always awesome. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. And and, and uh, he and AJ have both been on the BJJ Campaign podcast. So I'd recommend you go back and listen to that. And um, I posted another video of him. I don't know if you've seen that video yet, but the neon belly into... Um, single AX. Su- yeah, single AX. Uh, I didn't see it yet, but I saw it. It's really on. good. It's really good. Um so, so yeah, go check that out on our uh, Facebook page. Um, and what else? How, how, how do folks support us, Phil? Well, we're also going to do the Toro Cup, to mention that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll be at the Toro Cup in Durham, right? Durham, not Raleigh. Durham. Durham, uh, March 30th. Uh, going to do a podcast with Billy Dowie. And mm-hmm. also with James Boomer, Hoga Boom. Boomer. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll be at the actual event. And competing there is going to be Joey Plyler, who is our professor's son. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting to see. He's a green belt. Um, he's very good. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, for Toro Cup altogether. I think it's going to be fun. We had a blast last time we were there. It was like six hours long, and it did not feel like that. No, no. You know, it was great masters. It, like, they they run it smooth, you know? Yeah. It was, I enjoyed it a lot, so I'm excited. Yeah, and Boomer is a great hype man. Yeah, him and the Bagels. Bagels, John yeah, Bagels. They, they, keep, they keep it exciting. Yeah. For, for most of the competitions you see, um, you kind of go out, there's like eight things going on at once, so it's yeah. kind of hard. There's no announcer guy or whatever. So this is the first one 
that was set up like this that I've been to, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. And I think Samantha Seth also has a match. She and, does. And there's yeah. a couple other people. Uh, she does. Obviously, but mostly excited for uh, Joey and Samantha's matches. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. Also, Kim Rice is competing. Kim Rice, um, world uh, brown belt um, champion and gi and absolute and in her weight class and so so i'm super excited about that she's really good at jiu-jitsu it's awesome yeah um and thanks to our sponsor uh my bjj notes mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate their support uh and we'll be there coming. was no take notes on this list yeah take notes was on the list was it did yeah. i skip over it yeah no, yeah i think so it was on the first few i think i think Ooh, yeah, that's an addition to the list if, if it's not on there. Because that's super important. Um, so, my BJJ notes, appreciate them. And we're going to be announcing, probably in the coming weeks, a, a new sponsor. Yeah. It's not on the list. Nah, no, take notes on the list. Take notes, that's 51 on there. Boom. Uh, use my BJJ notes to do that. And uh, we're going to have a new sponsor here uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. We're getting the contract signed. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very official business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how else can they support us, Phil? Facebook, Instagram, Yep. Twitter. Most, oh. most of the tweets are just Instagram posts, but, you know, yeah. we'll get there. I'm having, I don't know, I haven't found that many great, like, jiu-jitsu accounts it seems instagram's a lot more active <coughs> for sure i love the so, instagram because yeah, they got short videos so on many, technique I yeah love short them. videos on techniques but the but most of the memes forget. are really good yeah for sure Kid dale is so funny he is hilarious he's, he's out of control that's a follow follow Kit dale ladies and gentlemen he is hilarious um let's see anything else phil anything else you can think of i think that's about it uh well I I really enjoyed this episode. I think that I think it's important to um, go over the things that we're doing. And uh, for those out there, oh, also this is on YouTube live. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this worked because I'm gonna be honest with everybody. The screen's been frozen since about four seconds into the video. Yeah, but it's um, me. It's a picture of me. So why not? Basically, just Jeff looking a little surprised. So I don't know how this is gonna come out. Also, we were trying to adjust the camera, so this may be pointed at the ceiling. Could be. Maybe looking at Jeff's hallway. We don't really know. So don't care. But the most of the podcasts now we're gonna try to have them uh live. So Yeah. No pressure. And uh and for those of you out there, go out there and do something to try to make yourself better, make the world better. We appreciate you listening. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game, yeah, so let's get it, uh, slap it up, bump it and roll, hey. yeah that's the way that it go, right. ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth, that's, that's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy I know, yeah. but we train for the love of the game, the love of the art, now slap it up, bump it, let's roll, let's roll, let's roll.